out of Houston, we happen to have uh, about 100,000 N95 masks left over from previous disasters. They're brand new and the straps are break, but we, we had to improvise with that. But amazing across the country, multiple states, first responders, military bases, medical professionals were so grateful and thankful that we would send them some while they're waiting to try to reorder and get others. We were donating, so we just actually committed and gave away almost 100,000 thus far, and now we're out. So we're praying for God to give us a way to find more resources. Welcome to Along the Way. I'm John Matarazzo, your host and fellow traveler. Thank you for joining me along my way as I try to become more like Jesus every day. Again, I'm continuing with my special series that I'm calling the Quarantine Checkups, where I'm revisiting some of my friends from past episodes of Along the Way. This checkup is with Doug and Lisa Stringer. Doug is the founder and director of Somebody Cares International. God has put him in a unique position where he has been able to be a huge help to the frontline workers. It's really remarkable how God prepared them without them even knowing it. If you're new to Along the Way, all of my episodes can be found at alongtheway.media. And you can like me on Facebook and follow me on Instagram. Now let's see how Doug and Lisa are doing. To continue on with the quarantine checkups that I've been doing with some of my favorite people from the last year of the Along the Way podcast, I have Doug Stringer and Lisa Stringer, who both had their own episodes. And uh, But now I get you guys together. And first, before I ask you how things are going, I just want to say congratulations on your anniversary. I saw that that was uh, just a little bit ago. Yeah, thank you. I hope you guys were able to find a good way to celebrate that momentous occasion, even though we're quarantined at the moment. So how have you guys been doing? Really good. I was going to tell you with the uh, the celebration, Doug actually had to work most of the day, but it was such a blessing because to be able to be called of God and to serve him is what we long for the most. And in all sincerity, when I said I do, I knew I was marrying a man who was a servant of the Lord. And so I told God, I don't ever want to get in the way of that. And by allowing him to serve, um, it just blessed my heart. He actually ministered at a church last night. And because of the quarantine, I chose to stay home. Uh, they did do drive-by church no we did what they call parking lot drive-in church so we had scaffolding and the worship team it was six feet apart and all the cars were like in the parking like the old drive-in movie theaters and they actually tuned in on their radios local radios to listen to the service so by the time i got home we did celebrate a little bit my wife made me some homemade matzo soup celebrating passover and uh, so we had a great time. And then we did communion with uh, everyone via social media, anyone that wanted to join, not to celebrate the union of marriage so much, and um, but to celebrate just our time and presence in the Lord and having a right heart. And it was beautiful, John. So thank you for asking. <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, so besides the, your wonderful day yesterday, how has this whole coronavirus quarantine thing been going with you guys? I know, Doug, uh, Lisa just mentioned that you've been really busy with Somebody Cares. We're recording this on Thursday, April 9th, and you were actually featured on the uh, the Coronavirus Hope for Today program that we're doing on Cornerstone. Wow. That interview that you and, and Tom Hollis did aired during this. And so you were talking about some of the ways that you and Somebody Cares is helping during this time. Can you tell me a little bit about that and then on a personal level too? Oh, sure. You know, of course, we're doing all the wise things staying as quarantined as we can, the inner chambers of our hearts, et cetera. But because of what we do in our relationships with somebody cares across the country, you know, we're really essential first responders, at least from a spiritual context in practical ways. So like in Baltimore, they're actually feeding 
up to 3,000 hot meals a day to shut-ins and to children who usually are on the feeding programs who are out of school now. So they're actually taking hot meals to them. In Denver, they're feeding a few thousand homeless people a week, as well as shut-ins. And we're seeing that happen across the country. And out of Houston, we happen to have uh, about 100,000 N95 masks left over from previous disasters. They were brand new, and the straps would break, but we, we had to improvise with that. But amazing, across the country, multiple states, first responders, military bases, medical professionals were so grateful and thankful that we would send them some while they're waiting to try to reorder and get others. We were donating, so we just actually committed and gave away almost 100000 thus far and now we're out, so we're praying for God to give us a way to find more resources to help. So we're just all doing our little piece, becoming a, a larger net together. And we're seeing, I think, the relational equity in the body of Christ being expanded when many people work together to reach the community needs. Wow, that's awesome. I mean, how in the world did you have 100,000 of anything, let alone these almost like worth our weight in gold N95 masks that we've been hearing about oh. on the news all the time? Well, even before uh, we were taping for this podcast, I was on a national call and they were actually thanking me because during the North California fires, I sent tens of thousands of masks there. And so we had actually, we had a donation a couple of years ago of all these masks, a couple hundred thousand masks that came in. And so we had already used about a hundred thousand. Now we had a hundred thousand left and so instead of, instead of just letting them sit in storage, we said, let's get them out there. And I wish we had like a million of them so we could keep giving them away. But hey, we're giving what we can, and they seem to be multiplying. God's honoring, you know, what we're giving in Thanksgiving. And John, yeah. you know, Doug always likes to have a Joseph storehouse. That's what he's always taught us in the ministry is uh, because we do do one, one of the arms of the ministry is disaster relief. And, and it was something the Lord just gave us to be a blessing uh, via the church in each community. And so with that in mind, when you do get these N95 masks, you put them to use. But something like that is not practical for everyone. And that's why those were able to remain in the Joseph storehouse for such a long period of time. I even processed, you could feel guilty about, man, why didn't you put those out? Well, there was no need for them. But God knew. In the midst of it all, God knew. And we had many doctors that have said, even with the straps that aren't always um, as perfect, we can make use of them. And they're making a world of difference for the um, community that's serving as we, physicians. We have one doctor who I've known for over 20 years was a missionary, he and his wife, to, to China, of all places. And when they moved to Houston 20 years ago, they started a family practice in an area where it's mostly minorities. And it turns out they didn't have, they had old masks they were using for Ebola outbreak. So they were saying, they were, so, they've been showing on social media how grateful they were as I went and delivered a bunch of them, uh, I think 210 of them, a case of them uh, just a few days ago. And they were so grateful. says, Doug, actually the kind of masks that you gave us, the, the duck bill masks, he goes, they look funny, but the reality is these are the kind you use for like tuberculosis. So uh, the medical professionals that use that and the shield, so they don't catch tuberculosis from people they're working with. So they're perfect for even these kinds of viruses. So it turns out that what we thought was funny looking masks uh, turned out to be the right kind. Yeah. And speaking of funny looking, I remember whenever, Doug, you and I did the podcast interview, you talked about some of the t- some of the ways that your name has been misunderstood <laughs> and you yeah, have been yeah. called Mr. Duck all over yeah. the world in some countries. And uh, 
so that when you put that on and you posted that picture on social media, I was cracking up because you really did look like Mr. Duck. Yeah. Yeah. Look like yeah. a duck. So that's what Lisa said. Go ahead. I told him, Doug, please don't post that. You look like a duck. I can't believe it. And I started laughing because really in some Asian countries, they can't pronounce the word Doug. So they call me Mr. Duck or Mr. Doe. So I was called Mr. Duck in Vietnam, Mr. Duck in other places. And then in some places they call me Mr. Dog, but you know, yeah. they take the U out of my name. But so it was so funny. I put this duck bill mask on and I really did look like a duck. So I, I used to say, well, honey, you're mama duck. I'm Papa duck. And our daughter is baby duck. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. So what is God saying to you guys right now during this time? Well, I think for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, what all of us are hearing is, is that he is asking us to get back to the basics, get back to fellowship with him, remembering that he is a holy God. And if we were created by him and are supposed to shine his light when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, then we're supposed to live that life. I believe honoring the Ten Commandments has been something that a lot of us don't do. And not by the letter of the law, but by the spirit of relationship. Absolutely. And and everything, and I can go from the simplest thing, um, where you should have no idols of any kind, and you think about every idol has been taken from us, you know, with the exception of reruns of whatever it is people watch on TV. I don't I don't do uh, regular shows. I like to do informative shows, you know, much like you all do for us, where you provide us with encouraging stories and things that draw our attention to how great God is and how people have survived incredible um, circumstances of any kind. And so God's drawing us back to him. My fellowship with the Lord, my fellowship with my family, even though it was very healthy before, has increased to such a beautiful level. Um, on a personal note, aside from the spirituality, I have never washed my hands so much in my life. <laughs> I've never cleaned more packages and grocery store bags in my life. I think that in some ways it's not just a spiritual cleansing, but it's recognizing the need for the physical cleansing as well in I, every sense. I was on another call earlier today and uh, they, they really thought I was being serious and oh yeah, my wife and I are practicing social distancing. I'm not getting six feet. I'm staying six feet away from my wife. They go, Really? I said, no, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just saw uh, somebody posted online recently, uh, a friend of mine, he said, some way all those laws that you read in the book of Leviticus somehow make sense now when it talks about quarantining. And uh, Absolutely. Well, I wrote a book years ago called Born to Die That We May Live on the Work of the Cross. It's all from the sacrifices of Leviticus. And it seems so complicated. It's really simplified through the perfection of the perfect Lamb of God, Jesus. And so I just republished an article that came out. It's coming out called The Great Exchange. It's about that. And also on my, uh, I think, uh, Intercessors for America and Charisma Magazine Online published an article of mine called Plagues, Passover, and the Power of the Cross. And it's amazing the response we're getting. But you'll love this, John. Uh, you're a lover of truth. You're a person who can laugh with the best of us, but at the same time, the things of God you take very seriously. And I learned that from Leonard Ravenhill when he said, always take God serious, but never take yourself too serious. So you're one of those kind of, I just see you as a, as one who there's no God, that you have a pure heart for God. Your, your focus has been intentional and, and stayed true to that call, but you'll love this. Um, the former pastor of Nikki Haley, who was at that time governor of South Carolina yeah. and of course, United Nations ambassador. Uh, he called me a few days ago. We were just sharing notes about Passover and, and Good Friday and Easter weekend. And he shared something what he was going to share on Easter Sunday. And here's what he said to me. 
he said, he said, Doug, it's first of all, it's good to hear your voice and all this kind of stuff. And then he gave me some insights. He said, the word Corona means in Latin crown. Yeah. He says in, in Greek, it means crown or wreath. So he said, look, if you think about the, what the coronavirus has done, it's brought great pain and it's brought gain, great anguish. It's brought death. But Jesus on the cross, mm. he took the crown of thorns, which is all the pain, the anxieties of stress and death, and exchanged it for, for crowns of life. I thought, wow, to think about this season, what a great way to remember that Jesus took the corona virus and any other sickness and disease upon himself so we can have the crown of life. And I just thought, well, what a great message. I'm actually going to share that. Uh, and I've been sharing it some, but I just thought it was great when he said that it just resonated with me. That's wonderful. That's really kind of leads me to my next question that I wanted to know is how are you guys looking and seeing God spotlighting hope moving forward? I got a, a story I'll share with you. And moving forward, we're still doing the compassion acts. We're still being the body of Christ. I think the body of Christ, you're seeing them rise up, not um, fall back in fear and staying in their four walls. I've seen more churches that are still doing outreach, but yet respecting the law. I know that's not the same for every city. In our city, we're still allowed to go out. You're not required to have masks, but we're doing the right thing and putting the mask on and the gloves. We're going out to the shut-ins, to the elderly and impoverished neighborhoods. So that's how God's bringing hope. He's, he's allowing us to be the hope. And I believe that it's not going to stop when all of this to whatever degree goes back to whatever is the new norm. One story is is one of the um, ministries that we work with, that we partner with, somebody that looks at Doug as a spiritual father, we had provide him, provided him with groceries. He went out to a lower income neighborhood, a very impoverished neighborhood, and saw an older lady sitting on, on her porch. He walks up to her with a box of goods, and she thought he was a drug dealer there to visit her son. Who well, you have to understand this friend of ours had been in the military. Now he has dreadlocks and everything. Looks like, she's like, well, who are you? And he, you know, she shows up. She's look, my son's fallen by the wayside right now. I'm praying for him. And, and he's, you know, doing drugs. So I thought you were the drug dealer. It turns out she received this box of food and blessing and got prayed for. And she's a woman who's currently battling cancer. Mm. That's hope. Be, to be prayed for when you think it's something evil coming and yet it's it's wow. an angel of the Lord in the flesh. I believe that the hope is that we're not going to stop. We're all changed. We're all transformed and we're all realizing we need each other. So we truly become a net that works, not just as a ministry, but as people. Amen. Amen. Well, I think, you know, it's given us an opportunity as a church is being resetted. Uh, our old institutional paradigms are having to be rethinking those things, get new strategies. But think about how many people who had not gone to church for years are beginning to watch online. They're going to the drive-in services. They're going into and listening to more, reading more. Uh, it's bringing families together, at least in the church context, giving time to one another because relationships define our destinies. And then at the same time, it's causing people that I've been watching that are following us on live streams, on messages that would hardly ever read anything by by pastors and so on they're now beginning to watch they're curious and so yeah. and like lisa said earlier the neighbors that we're able to talk to and spend more time with and you know we come home for work they're normally not home either but now we're seeing each other walking the neighborhoods keeping our distance but at the same time we're seeing people that normally would not engage with the church are open to the tangible message it comes to god's people amen 
That's really that's really awesome. I love talking with you guys. It's so much fun to just see the joy of Christ exuding off of your faces, shining off of your faces. And uh, just our friendship is something that I really appreciate. And I'm okay. so glad that God has allowed us to walk together along the way. Amen. We love you and we appreciate you very much and your podcast because it, it gives us hope and insight to what's going on all over the world. I always enjoy when I get to spend time with Doug and Lisa Stringer, and I hope you enjoyed our conversation too. I'll be putting links to their full Along the Way interviews in my show notes. Along the Way is part of the Charisma Podcast Network. You can find Along the Way, as well as many other great podcasts, including Doug Stringer's A Word in Season, at cpnshows.com. Thank you for listening to Along the Way. If you've enjoyed joining me along my way, please share this episode with a friend who you think will be encouraged by this podcast. Also, please rate and review Along the Way on iTunes. That helps more people discover Along the Way. Please subscribe to this podcast in your favorite app, and you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and through my website, alongtheway.media. I hope that you've enjoyed this part of my journey, and may you realize when Jesus is walking with you along your way.